Welcome to On The Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 137 for the 18th of May, 2010. Well, James, it's a pleasure to be back with you on the couch. Indeed, Ian. It's been a while. I've and been, uh, uh, you've been travelling across America and seeing the world, haven't indeed, you? Indeed, I have. And bringing back toys. Fabulous. More of that later. Excellent. Well, we're on the couch where we talk about what's happening in the world of broadcast and entertainment technology. And we'll try and cover a few normal topics that we go through. Business, uh, technology, content delivery. Bit of mobile action, any gaming things and uh, other wacky Stuff which we may or may not have. Depending on what we make up as we go along. That's right. Um, so, um, in the business world, mm-hmm. um, obviously we're not going to catch up on the last three weeks, but um, one of the things that I thought was of note recently is uh, we've talked about EchoStar and TiVo, about mm. the um, a, is it time warp patent or something. Yeah, yeah. where uh, TiVo have patented the idea of being able to record things while it's actually playing back and then being able to kind of rewind and fast forward what you've got on the mm. cache uh, and no, they took, I haven't paid them any money <laughs> they took Echo Star to court and won and like they won 300 million yeah, it was a monster worth amount. and Echo Star said no and injunctions were up and about and mm-hmm. obviously it's quite a long legal process the lawyers are obviously rubbing their hands together with glee yep. and apparently it's all back to uh renegotiations again or something. Oh, really? There were rumours also that maybe EchoStar might buy TiVo because it'd be almost <laughs> as cheap <laughs> almost as cheap as the um, as the settlement. Buy um, all the payments and get a, and get a company. Exactly. So we'll watch and see. But apparently the latest I've seen is that it's all back to square one. Mm. Um, also when we were recording this today uh, uh, we, we talked a few weeks back about um, I think Intel and Google and Sony announcing, or they didn't mean to announce, but they were talking about mm. some smart TV new mm-hmm. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's allegedly maybe going to be launched uh, in the next day or two oh, wow. um, with the Google developer conference that's happening in San Francisco, I think, this week. Okay. So that's supposed to be um, kicking off. Uh, maybe they'll announce a new kind of Android TV platform. And obviously, everyone said Android's going to be there for set-top uh, boxes anyway. Um, yeah. I mean, it's not much of a step from set-top boxes to being the set-top box in the TV itself. Yeah, so. same, same difference, really. Uh, that would be cool. Once you take out the display driver stuff, essentially, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're done. Well, that would be interesting, because mm. uh, that gives Google a real foothold into every lounge room. Well, it, well, it doesn't, until the TVs have got this stuff in. That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, but when they actually made these things... It could be, yeah. Mm. I mean, uh, and there's a lot of noise about applications on TV... Um, widgets on TV. I mean, the ones I've seen, um, looking around the room here, I can't see any, but I've seen some of the sort of applications on TV and they're pretty poor. Lame, are they? I mean, a, I lot, of, a lot of over-promising, a lot of under-delivering. Yeah. I know Verizon have a bunch of widgets in the US, but I've never seen any of them. Mm. Uh, Time Warner have some widgets as well, but again, I haven't seen either. I don't know how many people actually use them and how much it's more a kind of marketing gimmick to I mean, say. I, I don't yeah. use widgets on my computer. Uh, the only thing I use is a clock that tells me what time it is in Australia. That's <laughs> widgety. Well, I mean, having, I do sometimes. I use the web clipping service uh-huh. where you can clip individual parts of a page and use that right. as a widget. Right. So on, on the Mac, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's handy if you're trying to capture stuff. But invariably, every time the website is redesigned, your widget just yeah, dies because it's yep. just capturing an empty area on a 
on a web page. So, I mean, do, you, um, do you have like little stock tickers or weather or uh, anything like that? I guess on the iPhone. I mean, there's the widgets. I mean, essentially, the, the weather app and the okay. stock app. They are widgets, aren't they? Yahoo yes. widgets. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I don't know if Yahoo will be involved in this Google thing as well, but obviously Yahoo's kind of pretty much fallen off the radar. Mm. Um, so we'll, you know, we'll wait and see what's going on in the business world. Um, <clears throat> now you bundle this in under technology and, and um, a home media tablet from BT. British well, Telecom, this is in the UK, right? Yeah, this is British Telecom, and they're saying, <coughs> they're saying unequivocally, it's not an iPad killer. Yeah, they keep <laughs> saying this. Uh, but... It's basically a large mobile phone, to be what I could work out. Uh, it connects to their home hub. So, BT have this, uh, I mean, it started off as a, you know, one of those ADSL routers, and they've kind of kept adding stuff to it. So. Yeah, I mean, I had one of these with the phone. The yeah. phone looks different on here as well. It's like a decked phone, but it's a deck-to-IP yeah. bridge. Yeah. Deck-to-sit so bridge, so they would give you another phone line. Yep. Um, Which is pretty cool. And so. this looks like a, is it the O2 Joggler? Yeah, so it's a bigger version of the Joggler, but it's got... The ability to to make calls and do text messages. If you have a Bluetooth headset, then you can. I mean, that's the end up being a very big phone. Uh, yeah, but it's only Wi-Fi, right? So you have to use it in the home. It's an in-home. Oh, so you device. can't take it anywhere. You can't take it anywhere. So, um, yeah. I, again, I find this um, an odd phenomenon, and it's not the only one. I mean, we've talked about the O2 mm-hmm. Joggler. Um, <clears throat> um, I think we talked the other time about uh, even Telstra in Australia were coming out with a pad type of device. Yeah. And it uh, seems very much a sort of defensive measure in my mind. Absolutely. Help you, keep, you know, if someone phones up and says, oh, I'm mm-hmm. just going to leave, you say, oh, no, no, please stay. We will we'll upgrade you, a, you and give you the new, you're such a good customer, we'll send you a tablet if you sign up for another year and we drop the price by X. Mm-hmm. Um, and clearly it's a lot less expensive to give away one of these things, which is probably two, three hundred dollars. Than to get a customer all year. To churn the customer, yeah. so... Um, Ian Livingston, the CEO of BT, has been talking about it, and he says, we've talked to a lot of customers about it. He explained, it's not just something we've dreamt up. We've designed something around what customers have said rather than around what technologists I have said. I find that bizarre. I mean, <laughs> for me... talk to you, James. Do well, they I know, but if I've got a home router, <laughs> mm-hmm. I want to hide the thing away. Yeah, you don't want to make a feature and on this, it. And this, I mean, it looks... I mean, we're looking at a little photo here. If you look at the show notes, you'll probably mm-hmm. see it as well. Um the pad sits in a kind of a dock because the other thing mm-hmm. is, you know, this thing's going to chew batteries. Um, it's got a big, big, but not as big as an iPad, more of that mm-hmm. later, um, screen. So it's got to sit in a dock to keep recharged with the mm-hmm. phone and with the hub. So this yep. suddenly becomes a, an ugly thing that's got to sit somewhere on your sideboard or something. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the router, which you, you know, you Wi-Fi, you just hide it in a cupboard, get rid of the thing. I mean, yep. uh, and not to mention the phone. Um, mm. So... You know, I, I remain... It's not beautiful, is it? No, not, it's you know. not. Um, we'll see. So, we'll see. So, good luck to BT. I mean, I'm, I'm sure if BT offered me one for free and dropped my bill, I'd say, yeah, sure, why not? I'm, I'm still um, waiting for BT Infinity to turn up at my place if it becomes accessible in my suburb. Uh, what's the wait time? Is that an infinity? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much <laughs> it. But they actually... Uh, I'm very excited about it because they actually install fibre to the home. Like, that's, that's pretty, cool. pretty amazing. Um I can't believe they haven't chosen my suburbs to be the first one, but whatever. <laughs> I'm sure they'll get there. It, it will come. Um, so, um, all well and good. So, let's wait and see about that. Um, now, content delivery. Mm. Um, now, it's happy birthday, YouTube. Is it? How old is five YouTube? Years five years old today. Where were we before YouTube was out, eh? Uh, I don't know. And now, mm. at five years, they're looking at two billion views a day. And that is a bucket load of views in anyone's. Yeah. I mean, I know... Uh, a lot of a lot of people kind of said, well, you know, in terms of the number of minutes actually watched, it's not very many compared to network TV. Mm. 
when you're getting two billion of anything every day, that's that's pretty much up there in terms of you know eyeballs. And I know yeah. YouTube does have ads now, so I haven't seen any figures on what um, and a lot of you know, YouTube's the, the making YouTube money today. Use YouTube as a search engine because you can, yeah, you know, if you don't, if you're yeah. not a great reader, you can tell. How can I do this? And it'll just, someone will be there. Lots mm-hmm. of people posting those how-to videos up there. Yep. And I went to a friend's wedding in Australia around Easter. And uh, <laughs> I heard the story afterwards about how the uh, the groom was looking to uh, work out how to tie a <laughs> tie, tie, tie a Winchester knot or whatever they were trying to do. And the first thing they did is look it up on YouTube to find a how-to yeah. video of how to tie a tie. So, it is absolutely the place where... Yeah. And there's lots of ads around it as well. That's the thing around every, mm. not just a, on mm-hmm. in video and socials. And, and obviously, we're now seeing, you know, lot, instead of pirated TV shows, we're getting legit TV shows on there. Legit TV, show, TV shows and a lot of uh, original content and um, a lot of cat videos of cats yeah, well, doing that cute is things. The, well, mainly the original content is, is cats doing windsurfing and stuff like that. So I don't think that's changed. Yeah, that's um, so, yeah, I mean, YouTube is. is um, not convinced they're making any money it's a lot of damn bandwidth being pushed around isn't it oh, so, there's a lot of bandwidth um but once you google and you have all your own bandwidth more bandwidth than you can focus to get yeah no, I, I think that's cool um and i've i've been watching a bit of stuff on my ipad 3g mm-hmm. as well um so james you actually got your personal shop at a shop you were <laughs> well no i was iPad. an apple fanboy i was there on um oh you went in the queue 30th of you? april oh, yeah. yeah i was in the 30th of april at uh, the um Apple Store Fifth Avenue in New York, queuing mm-hmm. up with the other fanboys and girls um, for my iPad 3G. Because I did, did, they, did they kind of do crowd kind of? Oh yeah, I mean hey, they literally. Say, iPad, iPad. There must have been, you know, maybe one and a half thousand people in the queue, I suppose. Wow. And they were limited to like one, two iPads each or something. I did only <laughs> buy one, and I did, uh, and I wasn't sure what to get, but I, I think uh-huh. I got a 32 gig uh-huh. um, iPad 3G. Nice one. And the little case, which is made of a kind of crushed rubber neoprene kind of stuff. Nice. Quite slim. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been watching, when I was traveling across, I got it in New York and then I drove across from New York to mm-hmm. San Francisco. And I, one of the first things I did was sign up for, uh, well, to get a, a UK, uh, US credit card, first of all, mm-hmm. which you can get from, I went to one of the uh, drug stores and got one of those prepaid. Um, mm-hmm. Then you have to sign up for the 3G service with an AT&T, 20, right. 29 bucks a month, so pretty good for Unlimited. Mm. Um, then I signed up for Netflix, free account, so I could watch streaming Fantastic. stuff on Netflix. Oh, wow. Um, and how did that work? Pretty good, actually. I mean, I must say, uh, where, really where the 3G, 3G was wow. good. I mean, and wow. I did a, one of the speed test things, mm. and you're getting kind of um, about three megabits down, um, depending yeah, on right. where you, where yeah, you sure. are, but typically sure. better than most Wi-Fi connections yeah, I was yeah, getting. Yeah, that's right. Um, uh, awesome. The other thing, because I've got a UK, I'm in the UK, I had a UK mm-hmm. iTunes account, I had to switch my iTunes account to the US. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you switch? I mean, I've got an Australian you can, one. No, you can switch countries, one. but you've got to have a billing address in the new country. Oh, okay, right, right. Uh, but then yeah. suddenly, and I'm not quite sure how it's worked out, a lot of my apps and content, it says, you can't update this, you're in the wrong store. and mm. so Issues that you never thought were there. All no, the and I think up, this yeah. is probably going to come up and bite me in the ass but um, <laughs> anyway so I've done that and I've got my Netflix account ABC have mm-hmm. got a good app and I was trying to find you know which cool iPad apps are there mm-hmm. and up other than sort of iPond and things iPod. like that <laughs> but uh, it, it's it, and certainly when as a travelling device it's a bit like I like to think of it like a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy right um, where you can if you d- it'll tell you exactly where you are you mm-hmm. can cool app I found which was called Around Me 
where you can. I like the crazy things around you. Well, it doesn't show you. Does it have a GPS in it? Yeah, it's got GPS. Wow. It's got Bluetooth. Um, oh. Got, you know, kind of, I, didn't, I haven't used the Bluetooth yet. I was trying to tether it to my laptop, actually. But I couldn't... couldn't if anyone's been able to tether their iPad to the laptop, that'd be cool, because I was mm. trying to share it. But mm. uh, I'm sure I can work out how to do that at some point. Um, nice. Other yeah. apps I played with newspaper apps. There's one called Press mm-hmm. Display, which is uh, basically, it's not presses and display, it's presses and newspaper presses. Mm-hmm. And I was able to follow the UK election by downloading the uh, uh, London Evening Standard. And Oof. I didn't quite work out whether this was free or not. And certainly it seemed to be free for at least a week, maybe two. Wow. And I, could, I was reading the San Jose Mercury mm-hmm. uh, and the London Evening Standard. And I just downloaded them, each for about 25 megabytes. And it, but the conventional newspaper... Right, so you can see basically the whole newspaper. Yeah, and just flick over the pages. Wow, that's um, right. Full colour, scrolling up and down. And in what it did is it actually, you could view any particular story by clicking on the headline and it would just right. do a text view. Okay. And it would actually speak it aloud to you as well. <laughs> oh, that's cool. If you were that way inclined. Um, but bizarrely, after the first week, it went into a pay-as-you-read mode. Right. It was then 99 cents a copy. Um, but you don't pay anything for the Evening Standard in the UK Well, this is what I thought. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if this had something to do with because I'd moved jurisdictions right. as well. Whether if you're in the UK, Evening Standard is a free paper for mm. those of you listening who are mm. not in the UK. Uh, <laughs> it used to be a pay paper, which right. was like uh, 45 pence or 50 pence an issue. Yeah, it was cheap. But then before. it went just all advertising to get yeah. the volume up. Um, but yeah, mm. so I, I was a bit confused by that. Mm. But uh, I think it was just in-app purchase. Um, but that was cool. And I, I subscribed to the Wall Street Journal who've tried to reformat their copy okay, in order to and an iPad app. Yep. Um, and you could, with the, the free subscription, I think you could read today's paper, but you couldn't do clippings and you couldn't read previous episodes, right. previous, previous editions. And if you've got a paid subscription, you can get clippings and you can view an up-to-date Literally. version. Right. Uh, That's and, cool. And the USA Today app was um, more of a kind of looks a bit like the front page of the paper, but right. you could scroll up and down left and right. But, but interesting. But I think generally... How was the experience overall? Very good. Um, I think it's it is still quite an expensive piece of kit. Um, <laughs> which I haven't it's got crazy. The, cre- the credit card bill has not arrived yet. Let's be like that. Yeah. But um, <clears throat> it was very a fantastic device for consuming content, right? And and very yeah. much a personal assistant in the old digital personal yeah, assistant yeah. Um, to have as a device to know what's around you and just trying mm-hmm. to accomplish something. Mm-hmm. Which even you know we talked about YouTube five years ago. Mm. If you're if you're in a strange town and you want to find something or do something or buy something mm. and you'd have what would you do would in you the do? you'd yeah, have to go definitely. to a phone book and look for yellow pages and yeah. try and find somewhere yeah, and in the exactly. time it would take you to even boot up a computer yeah you can yeah you can select f- stores find it find yeah, out where it is go there, there yeah, get yeah. the traffic find yeah. the right route yep. Yep. all this kind of stuff yep. compare the prices when you get there yep. um, little cool. things I mean I was blogging as well when I was on my travels um, and one of the things that I found was, like, photos and things, you have to sync it with your computer to get photos from your computer. Okay. So you still do need that, that docking Physical station. Connection, right. Can't, uh, and obviously it doesn't have a camera. Yeah. I don't think Apple have released the camera adapter yet, um, which I guess basically gives you an SD card reader or something. Right. Um, I haven't played with any of the Apple-specific ads, or apps, the kind of pages and things like that. Mm-hmm. Did you, did you type any emails or do any yeah, typing? Yeah, some uh, typing. Uh, it is a bit did of a fun... No, it's like a two-finger typing thing. Right, I don't okay. think you can really do um, 
full proper touch typing. Right. It's probably easier to type than the than the iPhone itself. Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah. big fat keys, yeah. especially on my sort of <laughs> half alive iPhone as well, and and incredibly quick as well. Just everything is right, so exactly. responsive. Right. And and um, going back to my iPhone two G, mm-hmm. it's like just. Oh. I mean, if you put one in each hand, you just think the iPhone is a toy. Because um, <laughs> it's so small. And admittedly, I was in the US. I wasn't phoning mm. lots of people up, so I didn't miss oh. the fact the phone didn't work. Right, right. Uh, Skype worked incredibly well. It's like a hands-free speakerphone. Really? Really, really well. On the iPad? On the iPad. Wow. But they've limited uh, with the AT&T contract. There's some sort of soft stop in there that says right. Skype on the iPad. It must ask a, a query to the API and say, look, I want to do a, a voice call. And it says, sorry, right. you're on 3G. The contract no, right. with AT&T doesn't allow Skype right. calling. Right. Um, but you can do it on Wi-Fi. You can do it on Wi-Fi. And also, yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Fring. Fring is one of these kind of yeah, yeah. instant it's messenger sort of social network aggregator, which includes logs into, logging into Skype. <laughs> right. It worked with Fring. Oh, right. <laughs> so okay. purely it must be a Skype have got an agreement with Apple yeah, and AT&T said, oh, yeah, to we'll say no. Thing. Right, okay. Um, so you can do again, in Fring, you, you can do it with Fring and I'm sure <laughs> TruePhone or others will work as well. Right. So, okay, so it's got a microphone in it. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a microphone, and speaker. Speakers. And in fact, I, I must admit the... Um, but you can't do video because it doesn't have a camera. Uh, yeah, you can watch it, obviously. But right. and it, even uh, it did seem to me that almost the whole of the front surface, when you're mm-hmm. playing, there's uh, apparently there's only one speaker, but there's twin audio channels going to it. Right. But the f- the whole display seems to act a bit like a, a, a sound surface, so right. it does actually all vibrate. Right. Wow. So it's almost like an NX NXP, is it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or NXT, flat NXT, surfaces, yeah. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's uh, it's good, and, and even using it as like a little desktop TV when you're watching <laughs> your Netflix or your ABC. Or iTunes. I downloaded some uh, episodes of True Blood, one of my favourite shows, because <laughs> I just finished season <laughs> yeah, um, season two here in the UK. Uh-huh. So I downloaded the last two seasons. Uh, so uh, and generally, I would say, yeah, iPad, fantastic device when you're travelling. I'm not mm. sure in day to day, day to day, and I think certainly having a 3G makes a big difference. Yeah. Okay. Uh, otherwise, it is a bit like the BT device we turned talked about earlier on. It's mm. bound to the home. Yeah. 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 Um, so being able to just wander around, and I haven't experienced 3G either before. Mm-hmm. And I must say, in the US, there's all these ads going about how who's got the best data networks, and there's all, mm-hmm. you know, AT&T, we've got the whole country covered. Yep. On the coasts, I would agree. <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't, yes. I mean, the only, when I lost complete phone service, uh-huh. which happened, to be honest, on any network I was on, when you're in the middle of Utah, <laughs> in the middle of nowhere, you get nothing. <laughs> yeah. um, but, I mean, I was getting GPRS, Edge mostly, mm-hmm. um, but AT&T seemed to be fine. Um and it, but it was a real breath of fresh air when you coming the down the mountain and getting coming and going oh three G and no and phenomenal data speed so very um, very good and I think you know I'd say iPad a hit now you've got a bit of data here on iPad something well this is saying that uh, the early sales data is suggesting that the iPad is cannibalizing iPods but not Macs so I mean we know. Uh, Mr. Jobs was telling us that, you know, there was this gap between laptops and... Missing... The missing link. The iPod, uh, the kind of netbooky sort of thing. Um, And it turns out that, okay, it's not not actually taking over laptops. Um, It's actually taking over iPods. People are buying an iPad rather than an iPod. Um, And, uh, I mean, they've just... They just had the earnings results from... A shareholders meeting from Apple a day or two ago. So, mm-hmm. again, they've been doing very well. They sold 3 million Macs last quarter, which is a 33% increase year on year. Well, they do say about the halo effect that once you've had an Apple product, you'll probably want some more. 
Um, well, that's true. But I also that think is, from an engineering perspective, if you want to write an, write a, an iPod app or an iPad app, you mm. had to have a Mac. So as soon as you if want you to write one, it, yeah, you do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the develop and more people. And it's not that difficult. I guess one other thing I found with the iPad is a lot of the apps on the iPhone don't rotate. Yeah, they don't actually. Yeah, and one of the things with the iPad, you can use it kind of any way up. So, some, and with the stand on the back, uh-huh. with the, the case that turns into a stand, yep. sometimes it's easier to hold it in another hand, so effectively the whole device is upside down. Now, that's fine with an iPad native app, because the whole thing just rotates, but on an right. iPhone app, you turn the iPhone upside down, it doesn't rotate. Yeah, nothing happens. Yep. So, there were some funny orientation yep. issues you find as you're having it on your lap, <laughs> your knee, your hand, or whatever. Um, very, yeah, very cool. So, oh, that's yeah, great. Uh, and they do seem to be selling out. I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me right. if they delay the launch dates here in the UK. Because when are they? They're meant to be... 28th of May, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so a week or so. Uh, yeah, well, 10 days. Yeah. Um, so... Oh, the prices here are so expensive. It's like, it's, it's cheaper to fly to New York. Than <laughs> well, don't forget, you've got to add the tax and all this kind of stuff. Um, oh, that's true. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, that's the thing, uh, you know, getting used to in the US about that. But uh, The random text that's added on, depending on which state I, you're I'm in. thinking about, you know, what do I do? Apparently the device, the 3G is unlocked, and I've seen various reports about how you can chop down a normal SIM card. But I've yeah. been trying to investigate in the evenings about how I can get hold of a micro SIM mm. from one of the, the mm-hmm. carriers here in the UK. And they've come out, they've announced the data plans. Right. But can I find out how to buy a micro SIM? And I've just, as an experiment here, <laughs> been into some high street shops and said, mm-hmm. do you have a micro SIM? And they're going... Uh, we've got SD cards. I mean, they're just <laughs> clueless. I mean, I guess they haven't been briefed on the new products yeah. coming out and stuff, but I have um, I have booked a Vodafone microSIM, so they will, they'll deliver that at some point. Um, and then I can use that as a, on a pay-as-you-go basis. That's good. I mean, the plans do seem very smart in terms of, you know, yeah. in pay-as-you-go, you can top it and up. And you can do it from the device. Can, so it yeah. seems to actually, Great. you don't you know, need to... And I've been doing that on my iPhone, actually... Um, on pay as go data plans and mm-hmm. it's unless you start to chew on the video Where you're going to be in trouble <laughs> so down. we shall see um, <clears throat> okay um, on to other mobile news yes some interesting results on the mobile sales over the last quarter and uh, they're saying that in terms of worldwide handset shipments uh, Nokia and Samsung are t- still doing very well they're taking pretty much the uh, the most of um, the actual handset sales, um, and uh, it's interesting to see the the, the graph. Be lots of winners, but not very many losers. That's, what I'm <laughs> yeah, that's right. Mo- except for Motorola, which is the notable loser. Yeah, right? they're kind of well. They're, mm, and they're still selling more handsets than Apple, but mm. you know, it, it, the difference here is that you got to compare apples with apples, so to speak. <laughs> and uh, there's, a, there's a kind of comparison between the smartphone market and the rest of the mobile mm. market where, surprisingly enough, Nokia and Samsung and LG and, and yeah, to a lesser extent, Sony Ericsson are still selling a bucket load of normal mobile phones. So there's mm. still a big market out there, you know, in terms of hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, mobile phones. In fact... Uh, I mean, the, the the basis of the report is that the, the national mobile market has grown 13.8%, which is really a good sign of the any global recession. And is this worldwide? Recession. So we're also talking, yeah, you know, the, the rampant use of phones in you know India and China where yeah, more people are getting phones. Yep. No, I mean, ZTE, I guess, is the, and Huawei, um, the notable Apple brands there. Oh, sorry, Chinese brands there. Mm. Um Huawei's kind of come out of nowhere. I think all their products are basically um, rebranded products for other people, like the Skype phone for three, 
um, all the I think they're also doing a lot of the, the lower end ones in, in China as oh, right. well, like the bird phones and things like that. Yeah. Um, they, they do all the 3G um, data sticks uh, okay. as well. Very interesting. Um, I don't know. And, and it's interesting, Rim, I was just thinking there that um, you know, I've got a BlackBerry and an Apple and an, an iPhone. But mm-hmm. I think, you know, if you had a BlackBerry and then you had an iPad, mm-hmm. an iPad you could use for your Skyping or mm. media consumption, mm. browsing. Yep. You know, lockdown corporate BlackBerry isn't much good to anybody really other yeah. than email. email. So it's, a, it's kind of the, the alternative device, I suppose. Hmm. Maybe if Google Voice gets on there, then you can use that to... Ah, oh, the, the whole world will be different. Yeah, and multitasking with iPhone 4 OS, then you've got the ability to that would be run cool. Skype in the background, which is yeah, really... Yeah, very nice. Then, you, then that would really, it would really change things. Then, it negate, then it's more point of presence. It's like someone wants to call yeah. you, so you can either chat with them or say... Oh, I'll call you there. And that'll become a more useful device, I think. And uh, we've got a report about uh, the effects of cell phones on uh, whether or not you're going to get cancer. And they I thought this was going to stop you getting cancer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, if they stop you doing other things that might get you can <laughs> let you get cancer. So what was the? I mean, I, I the end result. Do I, have to, do I have this? Do you get it or not? Uh, the answer is not really sure. Um, <laughs> but I think it. I think. Um, well, see, this is the thing. I I'd actually. But mounting uh, a cell tower on your primary school or kindergarten is not a good idea. I not thought it was a good idea. Yeah. Uh, I'm actually going to have to look at the, the actual report because I do get frustrated with these sort of things because statistically either something is significant or it's not. Mm. And clearly it's not uh, if it turns out that they can't actually prove some sort of um, correlation well, but between then the two. You can't, f- I mean, what do you do? Force people to use a cell phone all the time and a control group not to. I mean, it- Unless yeah. you use humans as can lab rats. You, can you find humans that don't have a cell phone these days? Yeah, but not clamped to the head the whole time. Ah, uh, true. I mean, you've got to find patterns of usage and... Yeah, well, I mean, most of know. the studies... This is why... We've all been there with a cell phone where you've been on a really long call and your hands freeze not working or you've forgotten it or yep. whatever and you've got yep. to clamp to your head, you get sweaty ears, your head gets <laughs> on, you swap sides and... Yep. I mean... Can't be good, surely. No, and, and the battery usage... Mm-hmm. The thing gets hot, your head gets, you know... Well, I guess we'll find out one day. I mean, the trouble with these sort of studies is it's all retrospective. So, I was looking at people that have got cancer and then trying to look at what they did over the last 10 years that made them get cancer. There's another study that I know that started off uh, that a lot of telcos have put funding into where they're actually going to look at this in advance and actually tracking people as, as they oh, yeah, go through their lives. Oh, yeah, lifetime study things. Yeah, yeah and actually find out what's going on. But those are, they must be the original life loggers. Literally yeah. saying, what do they do? They'd keep yeah. diaries about their yep. entire How life. How often life. they make calls, what sort of phones they've got, yeah. blah, 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 blah. So, um... But I mean, you get paid well for that? I don't know. Be a life logger. <laughs> I'll just, I'll record my life. <laughs> but, um, but, I mean, even the very fact that you're doing it would make you conscious of the fact that you're on the phone for 12 minutes. Uh, maybe I should But they can the do that from your billing stuff. I mean, it'd be almost saying, well, all the metadata true. about my life is probably available. That's true. And if you can just, uh, it's maybe just one license with the metadata devil to say, like, you can have everything, I'll share yeah, it. Yeah, go for it. It's a bit like your credit rating, but your life rating, you know, how much you're on the phone, what you watch, how you consume, yeah. all your also, credit card bills, so you can work out what you did. Yeah, true. You know, I guess it's probably what MI5 or... Well, the CIA are kind of doing all the time anyway. It's going to be turning the CIA into something and can do something useful. useful yeah. CIA cures cancer. But I guess the only difference would be if you had regular health checks, effect, effectively you could actually... They might catch cancer earlier on and find out some sort of... All that radiation from the health checks. 
Extra. <laughs> <laughs> well, the flying. You know, yeah, it's all sorts of stuff. You know what? It's, uh, it's all too hard. You know. Well, on the last of our little bit of... It's a real mobile episode, this one, isn't it? It is. Android. Um, now, this is... I heard this... Is this the one about Android's over, outselling Yeah, iPhones? Android is allegedly outselling iPhones. Now, the, again, trying to compare things is actually very difficult. Um, is an Android phone a smartphone or not? Are we... I don't... Yes well, or not really? I don't know. It's, is, it just, is it just another OS? I mean... Mm-hmm. The, the quarter of last year, Android saw its share in the US smartphone more than double. Well, yeah, gone from nothing to nothing to, to nothing. Nothing to 7%. So, yep. is this a rate of change comparison or is it a. Okay, a, well, they're looking at smartphones. Okay, yeah. so. Um, so, their Android OS was used on more than 7% of all US smartphones. Uh, and that's in 2009. And in the first quarter of 2010, they accounted for 28% of all smartphone shipments. Trailing only Blackberries, which accounted for thirty six percent, so that puts Apple in third place. Uh, and it's mo- the Motorola Droid that sold a million, so that's kind of that's really where it's been kicked off. Um, now, I mean, a couple of points about the Android operating system: Google's made it free yeah. uh, for operators to use. I presume they pay for support to help them out in kind of you know, integration and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got it out. They are still improving it, and the latest version is going to have Flash, so it'll be interesting to see how that uh, yeah how compares with uh, well <laughs> all the uh, yeah the gum wars that are going on about what's what's good and what's yep. not. Um, yep. I, did I miss Flash on my iPad? Not really. I suppose. Well, everyone, all the big content guys like you know New York Times are mm. redoing their site entirely and to HTML support the iPads. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it didn't seem to be, and the battery life was fine. You know, all day. That's great, isn't it? Nice change. Because uh, I mean, my problem with the iPods, or iPod, iPhone, yeah, has always been that the battery life is pretty rubbish when you, yeah. when you use it seriously. Like I remember, I was, at, I was at a conference and I was checking my email very regularly because mm. I was waiting on a particular email coming through, and within two or three hours, it was it was like going, "Oh my god, it's going to have to recharge." Yeah, yeah. ABC always be charging, yep. as they say. Yep. Um, so, so uh, yeah, I don't know about the Android stuff. I'm not an Android fanboy, as as listeners may have gathered. <laughs> but I mean, I haven't tried it. I, I wouldn't uh-huh. I'd reserve judgment. Um, yeah. I think obviously the attraction there from the developer is that you don't you can use you know, uh, a high level abstraction tool to publish mm-hmm. on Android. Which if you were doing that before, you can't do it on iPhone. You yep. terms you write it again. Um, a lot of promise. Maybe if we talked earlier on about TVs, you could be mm-hmm. able to publish. Everywhere. That would be cool. Um, but I think that, I mean, I've also seen a few articles about Android being not incorporated or linked with or something in terms of cars. So yep. Android's either, either, either being used in the entertainment system in the car or I, I really hope it's not controlling the car because... Well, you've you got know, Windows and stuff in there anyway. I mean, but it's... I don't know who you'd blame if the car went wrong. Would you like, right. sue the open crash. source community? Yeah, that's right. For bugs in there, my Android you know. car. Yeah, my, my, my car is an Android. Hello. I can see that now. So, have you done any games on your uh, iPad, James? I, but there aren't many. I mean, native games. I was trying to explain, but a lot of the games they seem to think you know, bigger screen, more money. Eight, yeah, bigger screen, more money. So, I did. I played just one like Lily Pad or something, uh-huh. um, and uh, Liberty City was quite good on there. Right, proper screen, and you can actually yeah. move around. So, that yeah. was actually a decent game. That's cool. Um, I reckon some of the kind of drawing or painting games. Would yeah, be I've seen like David Hockney did some stuff about the yeah. eye brush and things like that. You can paint nice. and, and the 
I think the first app I got was the piano one, the iVirtuoso HD, where you've oh, got yeah, two, you two keyboards and you can play. Oh, wow, cool. <laughs> nice one. So, uh, I, no, I, I think I'm chuffed. In fact, I have my wife's kept it. She's still in the US at the moment. She said, oh, can I... I said, it might be handy for you to have this while you're not, because otherwise you have to wait to find Wi-Fi. Right, yes, to get To get yep. any data connections. And really, you know, yep. in a stranger in a strange town, uh-huh. it is like a, as I said, the hitchhiker's guide. The James substitute. So, well, I mean, it, it's easy. It's your co-pilot to what you want to do. Or, yeah. Oh, I want to do this. I want to find this. Show me the nearest Panera Bread or when's mm-hmm. this open? What's the phone? Mm-hmm. You don't even have to phone them up. Well, we've got some... Uh, what got, other news? What have you? Well, in terms of gaming, we've got uh, Super Mario Galaxy 2 coming out, which uh, I've seen a review of and everyone seems to think it's... It's a fabulous game. Um, so I might have to crank up the old Wii again. And <laughs> <laughs> it's dust under the well, TV you have to wait, wait a half day for it to upload <laughs> its new software. Have you software. got the iPlayer on the Wii? Have you updated the firmware on it yet? Uh, for the uh, the BBC iPlayer? No, I haven't. I should no, do so that. You'll turn it on and it'll say, there is an update available for you. Wow, cool. That, that's how long I haven't turned it on. So, <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to turn it on and, and yeah. crank it up. Uh, so that's exciting. There's a few... Uh, a few interesting games coming out. Alan Wake is a game that uh, for the Xbox 360 is supposed to be very, very good, very atmospheric, kind of film noir kind okay. of. Loads of cutscenes and not yeah. much action. Like um, supposed to be very good, but um, I, I, I think if I was actually going to buy a games console, I think I'd buy a PS3 and not an Xbox mm. 360 because because of the Blu-ray thing. Yeah, you got the Blu-ray. Um, if you got a new TV, then you're going to get something to play stuff on. Um, yeah. I've just got a little HD. Uh, camcorder to make videos with. Where you are, have they got the um, for the World Cup soccer? Of the, mm-hmm. It's the Freeview HD. Is it available in, in uh, your part uh, of town? You yes, it, it is. Yeah, it yeah, is. I don't know if the the Play TV add-on for the PlayStation Three, which is the ah. whether that's got H two. I mean, I guess right. the code if it's just transport stream straight out of the the dongle, in then the PS Three yeah. should be able to decode the H two six four and give you HD soccer for. for yeah, it needs needs a T two tuner though. Doesn't yeah, which it wouldn't have had maybe when it came out, to be honest, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. So maybe, uh, so it seems to me like the, if you're going to make a choice, the, the PS3 is kind of like the obvious choice. Yeah, except you really like for the T2 lack of T2 tuning. Maybe they'll do a Play TV 2 upgrade or something. I don't know. Yeah, or if they've got, um, uh, you know, it's some sort of... Why can't they just virtualize the software? Yeah, that's just right. Just send the positions of the players, send it over a, d- a data link. <laughs> well, you and should then be able to do that. Virtual it, yeah. Computing power to be able to do that. But you can do it for virtual uh, Formula One and stuff, you know, where you can mm-hmm. see all the cars moving around the track. They just play a bit of sound in the background. Fantastic, that's what you need. Cockpit cam. <laughs> you don't need... It's not a, not a game, it's an experience. Exactly. The only other, other news I had this week was uh, we had a couple married in Japan by a robot. See the story? <laughs> Funny enough, I missed that. <laughs> this uh, really? couple decided they met somehow through robotics or through something, or yeah. through their love of robots or something. So they had right. a, a robot that normally is one of the ones that he, that uh, apparently I don't know. You know more than me, James, from your trips <laughs> to Japan. But uh, apparently, in, in fairgrounds and things, they have little robots that sort of hang around, telling you where to go and what to do and oh, stuff. Right, like yeah. And they kind of talk and move their arms about. You guys can't hear me, obviously. See me. He's not going to win any prizes for his <laughs> robot impression. I can assure you. <laughs> anyway, so this they reprogram this robot to marry them or at least yeah you say whatever the ceremony or do that yeah. uh, wow. so that made, made news around the world because they're the first couple of you never been married by a robot there you go so right so time. the next robot divorce that'll be the first one that'll <laughs> <laughs> be next uh, well, fantastic. well thank you for listening everyone do um, send us your feedback feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com we'd love yep. to hear from you absolutely and uh, we'll catch you in the next episode yeah goodbye from me James and goodbye from me and cheers cheers